Hey everyone, welcome to the Field Pass podcast. My name is Zach Forsythe. This is our first ever on-air experience. Thank you for joining us today. Um, during this season, we're going to be walking you through the NFL, all its ups and downs, twists and turns, interesting, interesting personalities like those who may take off their shirt and walk out of the field halfway through the season, and the most mundane breakout candidates you might see throughout the year. I'm joined by my favorite co-host on this podcast, Braden McConnell. Braden, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Braden McConnell. Yeah, we're I'm here bringing football the best way possible. It's the best podcast in town. Um, a little bit about us. I'm a recent graduate from the Ohio State University. Um, much to Braden's discontent, um, who described himself as a fan of very depressing land um up north (laughs) and i'm sure we'll and then we're also the the dynamic between us i'm sure will flare up because we're both fans of different nfl teams as well so i'm sure that that will materialize into some great fun over the next 18 weeks not so much on the bye but we'll see um but yeah brayden how was your week to this or over this week yeah, I'm chilling, bro. Um, yeah, just a little bit more about myself is, um, I just graduated high school. I'm a Michigan fan, and Zach's a Bengals fan. I, uh, Zach's a Browns fan. I'm a Bengals fan. So this, this is gonna get crazy when we get into this. I mean, it'll, it'll be entertaining because I mean, when we have discussions, sometimes they get a little heated, but that's just all fun and games. That's why we wanted to do this. We wanted to bring it out, show everyone what we can, what we know. Okay, yeah, so why don't we get started here? Um, everyone has been in a football drought. I mean, I think that everyone who, I mean, if you're even remotely close or adjacent to listening to this podcast, you have probably been going through some sort of football-related fever. I think the first Hall of Fame game, so the first football game of the preseason, had more viewers than the NBA semifinals, so there is a considerable amount of people who are just itching out their itching out their wrist trying to get as their get their next football fix. So, in anticipation of these upcoming games starting on the seventh with Lions and Chiefs, let's go. We're going to go ahead and give you our picks today, and then one storyline that we think that will actually come out of this week's game of ball. Um, for the prime time ones, we're going to tackle them together, and then we'll start to alternate. And then I'll tell Brayden how stupid I think he is. And then he'll also he'll tell me how much he wants to punch me in the face for saying that his team's going to lose in every facet of the game. Um, but yeah, let's let's pass it over to Brayden with the first game on our roster, Lions versus Chiefs. Brayden, what do you got? I mean, Lions versus Chiefs. I think this is the best game they could have scheduled because last year these were the two, two hottest teams at the end of the season. Like... Because, I mean, the Lions were obviously the hottest in, the like, the last six, seven weeks of the regular season. They should have made the playoffs. They choked up in Carolina. It is what it is. Chiefs obviously won the Super Bowl. They beat my Bengals. They beat they beat everyone. And, and they, I mean, both teams were just on a roll at the end of the season. And this is kind of like a prove-it game for the Lions. It's like, can they stand with the big dogs? And it's right away. Because everyone... All these Lions fans are having hype, like saying that, yeah, they're going to do all this and that, and th- this is a game to prove it. I think they will, 
to an extent. I think they'll be able to hang with Kansas City for throughout the game. It'll go back and forth. But at the end of the day, you can't go wrong with Mahomes and Kelsey on the other end. Even if even if they're down at the beginning, they'll find a way to come back. And I, I believe they'll win a close one opening night, but I also believe the Lions will be like, yeah, yeah we're here this season. Apart from different, where they tend to fall and have these bad records, I think this year is a good year for them in the right direction. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm in agreement with you with this one. I think did you did you give a pick as to where you think who you think will come out on top? I think Kansas City will win with by, by one possession. Yeah, I think I, I I agree. I think this is the quintessential like established team versus the young scrappy guy who has been lifting weights in the in the spring and now he's like finally he's finally ready to show off his guns um i think basically every you can't point at a person in the lions franchise right now who isn't fully bought in and you can you can find that i think in dan campbell i think you can see that in the way that i kind of like this like weird swagger that um, that Goff has this weird, uh, this weird charisma that he's developed, and then when you see uh, Monroe St. Brown reading off the 16 wide receiver or the 16 options picked before him, it's really encouraging to see this drive and this like level of hope coming out of Detroit. So I think that Commissioner, you did a good job in putting this one on the board. I also think that the chiefs will come out on top, but I think the storyline that we will come to, will come to, I guess, delineate from this game is that if there's going to be issues with this line team, I don't think it's going to be sourced from Goff. Um, I think he's developed into a very serviceable quarterback and he's been built up um, kind of as the, not as the cornerstone, but as a, as a functional person who can stand in and, execute the plays that need to be made um i think uh i think an interesting thought on the chiefs just before we keep going is that i've 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 really liked their their picks here in this most recent draft i really liked the rasheed rice picked and he's he's proven to be at least in training camp which isn't a great indicator of what it's going to look like out on the field but he's proven to be pretty uh, a pretty dynamic receiver. So if they can keep continuing to make these picks and build upon the Mahomes contract, which is very team favorable, I think that um, the Chiefs might be here to stay, but it would be nice to see someone challenging them. And I think that is what so many people are hoping for in this opening game. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered it. I, I do think J- Jared Goff as well. He'll He's starting to develop into his full quarterback potential as he's getting in I think this year I'll show it mm-hmm. all right so I'm going to take on the Browns versus Bengals game and I'm sure this will be in contention um but I it without any bias in my heart I genuinely think the Browns are going to win this game I wait I have a question before we start uh-huh. as of right now when we're recording this Joe Burrow we don't know if he's playing does your opinion change with Joe Burrow or is this based on that he is not playing no, it's based on him. It's based on him not playing. Yes, but I still I don't think the outcome will change okay. even if he even right. if, so, even if he plays. All right, go ahead, go ahead. So, the reasoning behind that is like 
So if Burrow doesn't play, his absence is definitely going to be noted. Like it's definitely going to be something that I think you can't, you you really cannot have this Bengals team without Joe Burrow. He turned it around. He he basically wretched Cincinnati out of this QB nightmare. Um, that you've like you you guys had Andy Dalton for a considerable amount of time. Like <laughs> like he like uh, you went from you went from Dalton to to this Joe Shisey character who has saved Cincinnati and has become this messianic figure. Um, and he's going to be missed if you're not, if you don't play him, but also the Bengals, I almost fans should not want him to play this game. Like I, I, I understand that the Browns Bengals game is incredibly important. There's a whole lot of smack talk that goes back and forth. Brayden nearly got into a fisticuffs match with a Browns fan when we were at when we were in first energy hey, last last season, but but I was the angel on his shoulder. There is bad blood, but <laughs> if you want to if you want this to continue being bad blood, Burrow should not play this game because because I Jamar Chase said it better himself. Sorry, best himself. We want to keep this dude healthy. No one wants to see this guy hurt, and I know that everyone everyone and their mom when they saw that video of Joe going going down with that non-contact injury it scared the hell out of us. So we want him to be able to play his best as a Browns fan. Um I just don't think he should play this game, but even if he even if he does, I think that would be the bad decision. Um but also I think the main kicker behind not wanting Joe not wanting Joe Burrow not not Joe Joe Burrow not wanting to play this game is the Browns defensive tackles are looking like straight dogs right now. Like you, you back in last season, we had the eighth worst rush defense in yards per carry. We had nearly four, nearly five yards per carry per run. Sorry, we nearly gave up five yards per carry on every single attempt. That's crazy. But now, in order to address that, Andrew Barry has dove directly. He has, I think, taken up real estate in the defensive tackle market. We signed uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. We drafted Ika. We traded for Zadarius Smith, who isn't a tackle, but I mean, he still adds to that threat um, that Clowney left. Um, we signed Harris. We lost Perion, who Perion Winfrey, who we, I wouldn't really consider that to be a major loss. Um, and then we brought on Jim uh, uh, Schwartz, who is great gain. I think the Browns defense are going to is going to elevate themselves to a place that they, we really haven't seen in a really long time. And I don't think you want Joe Burrow on the opposing end of that. So that's all I have to say about the matter, Brady. And I'm sure you have something to chime in with. Is that, that's just on Joe Burrow situation. Yeah. Well, it's, that's on the whole game. I'm, I I think so much of it has to do with Joe and with the way that the Browns defense is looking up. I don't think that, if I don't think you want Burrow to play, and if he does play, I think it's going to be bad, and it's going to end up in a Browns win. Yeah, I'm. I'm first going to address this Joe Burrow situation. I. I want him to play, like just because I want us to have the best chance of winning. But I don't want him playing unless if he is like 100% ready to. Like I don't want him forcing himself playing in the game and then obviously getting something way worse, which this injury is already bad enough. Mm-hmm. It's not like terrible, but it's bad enough to like, I don't want it getting any worse in. Right. I mean, we need them in the late regular season playoffs, not at the beginning, 
Now, my thing on the Browns game, if Joe Burrow plays or if he doesn't, I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it will still be close. I think our the Bengals' defense is good enough to keep this our offense without Joe Burrow in striking distance. And you're going to hate this. with Even though we don't have Joe Burrow, I think we have enough weapons. I mean, we got Joe Mixon, who's a running back that can carry the load if he needs to. We got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And we got Trent Irwin and Charlie Jones and all them too. And I believe that we will be the Bengals will be trailing most of the game and find a way in the fourth quarter to win it because they have done it before. And the Browns these last two years have disappointed Deshaun Watson. I he didn't he he's this is his first full year, but I think it's gonna take him still a little bit to warm up so that I am picking the Bengals to win in the fourth quarter. By three points. Okay, so are few. you so are you are you giving him the are you giving the win later in the on in the season in the last game because you're definitely not gaining two games. Like I will be willing to I'm willing to concede that we will probably lose that game in the jungle. It's just how the AFC North is. Like even this Steelers team, I I don't see much promise behind them, but I'm I'm gonna find a way to give them a win. Are, do you do you realistically see them trading games? I know that's super far down and it's hard to say, but like. As of right now, based on the past few years, I see them trading games, but here's why. We have won the AFC North before week 18 the past two years. We have not played our starters the past two weeks. That's so that, bogus. That, oh, and that's so lame, though. That, I think that's what's going to happen. I think oh, what, whatever. It happened two years ago. We, you guys, are we went up to Cleveland with Brandon Allen as our QB, and y'all, you guys beat us, and I think that's what's going to happen. But... It, you think never AFC, know. Yeah, I do like agree, the, though. I think it will be split. I don't think it will be 2-0 like it has been. I think it will be split again. But I just think the Bengals won this one. That's just on. That's what I'm thinking. All right, you can carry us over to the Buccaneers v. Vikings. I thought I have the... Oh, Texans sorry, Texans-Ravens. Yeah, Texans-Ravens. All right. Texans-Ravens. I don't know where it's at. I don't... I... It is in Baltimore. Yeah, that's what it's in Baltimore, and that doesn't help. This is the new look Texans from a year ago. They got obviously they got a new quarterback CJ Stroud. It's still unclear if he's going to start over Mills or not. John Mechie hopefully will play after not playing a year ago, and then we they obviously got Will Anderson and a bunch of things. But at the end of the day, I don't trust CJ Stroud. That is not my bias from being a Michigan fan. It's from the fact. That I don't know how he's gonna. He he was inconsistent to a point in his college career, and I'm I'm still not sold on the fact how he's gonna do in with not as much firepower and a team that's struggling. I if he can prove it to me, that's fine to me. But right now, I don't trust C.J. Stroud, and obviously the Ravens got Lamar Jackson, who's explosive enough. He he has Odell. He has a couple receivers. He has Mark Andrews, like always, and their defense is. Decent enough where they can clamp down on this, the Texans. So I got the Ravens winning by two or three possessions. Maybe it's close for a quarter, quarter, quarter and a half, but I think at the end, Ravens run away with this one. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I don't think that, you know, the preseason doesn't, you can't really use it as a litmus test for the the entirety of the 
season for sure, but definitely not even week one. I would say like you're not playing your starters. Everyone's not as engaged. They don't see this as a genuine football game. Um, but that offensive line looked rough, man. And CJ Stroud, as much as I love him, as much as I wanted, I want him to win. And I actively want him to succeed in, just in life in general, because he's, he's a Buckeye and I enjoyed having him on our team. It's, he is going to take a whole lot of adjusting and to a pocket that desperately wants to swallow you up. So I think that just with the Texans in general, it's going to be really hard to get acclimated, but I think eventually, eventually he'll come around, but having to go against this really tough defense so early on is not something that uh, CJ Stroud is in any way capable of of bringing home a win so so far like he's he's a great quarterback um but it's going to take some time to learn um i just think that when you combine a pretty shut down defense um up against lamar jackson who has all these offensive weapons uh really like the zay flower pick as well and there's i mean they're wide receiver core um lamar is definitely working with his best weapons and the entirety of his time in Baltimore. So I just don't think that even with the scrappy defense that the Texans have, um, Oh, they also got rid of Okoronkwo, which is, which kind of takes away from their capability. Um, I I just don't think that they're going to be able to hang on. And I think it's probably going to be like a, a 14 point, a 14 point spread. They're going to lose. So I don't think there's much much more to say about that. No, I, I think we're pretty much in agreement here. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got Bucks Vikings up next. Or... Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have um. So for Buccaneers and Vikings, I just think that as I I really do think that the Vikings defense is going to. They're not going to. They're not going to like reek. They're not going to be putrid, but they're going to be considerably worse. Um this season they they have been shedding players like it's their job like Zadarius Smith I think will prove to be a bigger loss than we think like it was kind of I was so surprised when we ended up landing him in Cleveland um but I just don't think that his his presence is can is going to be well it's going to be forgotten especially in these early days and then losing Dalvin Tomlinson as well is really depressing for that franchise. So I think that as much as this Vikings defense is going to stink, um, the wide receiver room is staying dominant. Um, and I think, I think we're kind of, kind of, we're going to kind of be in a position that we were in last year with cousins just executing in the way that you need him to. Um, and I think that they're just, they're going to be able to bring him a win. Um, I also think Baker I think Baker will end up winning this out. Um, as of right, as of like forty-five minutes ago, he 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 hit this crazy fit like end zone, uh, just arced touchdown. And I mean, I think people are going to be wanting him to start. Uh, I just don't. Having seen him, I in an action, I don't think he can execute. I don't think it's going. This is going to be a feasible strategy for a really long time. Um, so I think. This is pretty cut and dry. I think the Vikings will come out with a win, even though, um, even though they they've had some considerable downgrades over the off season. 
Yeah, I think the Vikings will come out too. But one thing I'll say about the Buccaneers is that all these, this offseason, these weeks in a training camp, all I've seen is like Baker Mayfield with this, how like how he's thrown seven interceptions matter. But like we got to forget training camp, it don't matter at the end of the day. It don't. As, as he went, he's going to win the job. He's going to beat Kyle Trask. And I think he's going to be the QB there. Decent. I think he'll be a decent QB. I don't think he'll be like anything. He'll be like an average QB for the Buccaneers. I think they'll. I don't think it's a long term strategy. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's def- I don't think he'll be here for longer than a year. A year, like a season or two. Yeah, I think he'll just be the QB that like will get, um, that will just win them. That can be there when they need him. Like mm-hmm. just a game game manager almost type thing, and I think they'll. Play better than people think, but yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, this the Vikings offense, man. Like, even though they lost Alvin Cook, Matt Alexander Madison, their running back, he he was definitely serviceable. Yeah, he's serviceable, and they got the best receiver in football, man. So you can't go against Jay Jettis, and I think, yeah, I think Vikings prevail. They they win by like ten, probably. All right. All right. So, McConnell. Panthers Falcons. <laughs> the most wow. the most high octane game. This is probably the worst game of week one. But it can also be entertaining because both of these teams are so bad. Well, the Falcon I mean, Panthers, you never know, but uh this it really all it comes down to is the QB. I mean, we get Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young. Which one mm-hmm. will do better at the end of the day? And I mean, Desmond Ritter he did all I mean all right at the end of the last year, but it wasn't nothing special. And I think Bryce Young will outplay him in this game, and I think that's what will be the narrative is like that. Like everyone will be like Bryce Young did like. Some something in like one week one because I mean he's the number one over, overall pick he's gonna have headlines I think like this will, he'll win the his first test real test in the NFL week one in Atlanta I believe and he'll I think just because Desmond Ritter I don't trust him at all I never I didn't th- I don't think it's gonna be a good NFL QB I'll just be real. I think Bryce Young's just going to be enough for these Panthers to beat the Falcons. And I think they got a better, like, just a little bit rest of the team than Falcons. But then it comes up to the QBs. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I can't really I can't really blame you for not having much trust in Ritter. I mean, the whole QB position in Atlanta last season was kind of a wet personified as, like, a wet blanket there you can talk about the way that they're using Kyle Pitts as a kind of as a blocker and kind of start to scratch your head because he is such a crazy athlete. Um, I don't know if that will ever change with Arthur Smith kind of at the helm, but I, I just, I don't see the Falcons coming out with a win on this one. I really like the Panthers spot right now. I mean, I, Bryce Young, now that we're kind of out far from the draft, was probably the better pick uh, over C.J. Stroud. Um, 
I like the new coach. Um, I like the Panthers defense has always been something that I don't know. Can I, I, I like some of their young talent for sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what they can put together because I think in a year or two, they're going to, or a season or two, they're definitely going to, if Bryce Young develops in the way that we're expecting, I think that they can be like make a pretty deep playoff run. Um, but right now, right now isn't realistically isn't their time, but I think they do get this win on the Falcons. All right. So Cardinals commanders is an, another thrilling game. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this win to the commanders. Uh, just because 100%. I think that, well, first of all, they're at home, which is encouraging for them. New ownership, which will be, which you'll have a new fired up fan base. I don't think that'll play very much in the game at all, but I, I think you're giving it a new spirit and the Cardinals are kind of like, kind of like fresh meat to chew on right, right before the start of the season. Um, the commander's defense has actually been pretty good over the, over like the past couple uh, seasons. And I think that with this Emmanuel Forbes pick, the main thing they're looking for is like turnover, like acquisition, because that's, that's really one of the main things they've fallen short of is actually being able to develop turnovers. You've seen a lot of ambition out of Emmanuel Forbes. And he's said that he's trying to aim for defensive rookie of the year, which is at a corner position is going to be pretty hard. Um, but I think they, I think th- their defense keeps them in this, and I think Howell puts up a pretty mediocre, but serviceable QB demonstration. I mean, he's had a year to sit behind um, <laughs> people who we probably actually might have been better than with in, in Carson Wentz and Heineke. Um, but also, do not sleep on Jacoby Brissett. Like if jo- if Jacoby Brissett enters this game, you do get a little bit more dangerous. Like he was able to turn. It, now they were given there were times in Cleveland last season where I was scratching my head and I had no idea why he did the things that he did, but he did a good job. He carried us through a period of limbo where that, that whole season essentially was like, who are the Cleveland Browns? And Jacoby Brissett gave him a, a, the, a winning capability in many games. Like he, he executed what he needed to execute. And I think that he can do the same for the, the commanders. And I hope he, I hope he, um, hope he can really show out. Last thing I want to touch on is, one of the main reasons I think that they can lose this game is that, I mean, they still have Chase Young and man, this Cardinals offensive line is absolutely worse for wear. Like I, I do really enjoy like the Paris Johnson pick out of Ohio state. I mean, Ohio state is known for being this, this bigger, this larger than life football program with a crazy offensive line that almost like sets up their quarterbacks for failure. Um, but Paris Johnson is a good pick. And I think that although like, it's not really going to pan out for him because it's not going to be like this crazy magnificent season um, for the Cardinals organization. I think it's still going to be good for him. The one, <laughs> the main issue I have right now, or like the the biggest, this is just coming from a Cleveland Browns fan perspective. Froholt, their center is absolutely like just no hate to Froholt. I know you're not listening to this, but he's not a good center at all. I think last season there were multiple occasions in which we we just like had like handoff fumbles, and he he struggles to block too, from according to my knowledge. So I I really don't like it, and I think that 
whoever sorry sod is going to be behind those men is going to is going someone should take out a life insurance policy on him right now because it's going to be a real real big problem um i just think the pan the the defense is going to keep him this game and this shoddy arizona offense isn't going to be able to do anything about it so commanders i have winning in this one yeah i got two things one thing is I think everyone knows the Cardinals is going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Like, they are awful. Like, they lost D-Hop. They lost J.J. Watt. They pretty much lost everyone that was on that 8-0 team two years ago at the beginning of the NFL season. Which is Except so Kyler. weird. I know. Like, even though they got a new coach, but I think that is a good thing that they have a new coach. I think they're just going to be straight off. And that's just because they don't have the roster to win really any games. Like, they have Kyler, but, like, who else? I mean, Marquise Brown. But, like, is that enough to people? It's not. Like, no, it's not enough. Definitely. Yeah, and, and... Oh, go ahead. Like, when do you think Kyler's coming back? I don't even know. I don't think... I don't even know if there's a timetable right now. Like, I don't know if he'll play week one. I don't know. I don't... I doubt it, but, like... I don't even know when. Yeah, I really I, don't there's think he's really, playing week one. Because he got hurt on the later end of the year, so, like, it's hard to tell right now, so. I just don't even know if it'll be worth him coming back. Like, yeah. like by the time he comes back, I don't even know if there's going to be a future for this fan. Like, they seriously are going to have to, like, act like they're not tanking in order to get Caleb Williams and hope that the Texans also stink so they can get Harrison Jr. Yeah. And then the other thing I got is that people forget they got their new OC is the Chiefs' old OC. I can't remember his name, but uh, he developed Mahomes, and he developed, like, he was a key part in that whole Chiefs offense, so I'm not, I'm not, Saying that Sam Howell is going to be the next Mahomes, but like I, th- I think we got to keep an eye on him throughout the year to see how he does with this new OC. And I, th- yeah, I think they'll win. And yeah, this is another stinker, man. But at the end of the day, the Commanders win. You're talking about uh, the enemy. What? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the enemy for on the in the Commanders. Yeah. Yeah. Who could I mean, end up eventually having the head coaching position? Yeah, because I he's a good OC, so I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with him and Sam Howell. Yeah, like I said, like you said as well, Jacoby. You never know him as well. So, yep. All right for the next game, it's Jaguars versus Colts, and this is like it's an interesting development. What's happened with the Colts over? For the past week, week and a half with Jonathan Taylor, and there's rumors that they get Kareem Hunt, which I don't know if it'll happen. Uh, but the the new topic in Indianapolis is that they got a young quarterback. They they had these old heads for three years, not back to back to back. Now they got Anthony Richardson, youth, and I think he's gonna develop into a good QB. But not right away. Like, he's still unproven. He hasn't – I mean, every rookie 
QB is unproven, obviously, but like he was like other CJ Stroud and Bryce Young played great in college, had great college. Anthony Richardson, like he would have the Utah game where he's doing three sixties around linebackers, and then he have a game where he came out and throw four interceptions. So like he just needs to stay consistent and who knows if Jonathan Taylor's gonna be playing with this whole owner situation. And the the Jaguars, man, they had a great year last year. I think they're gonna do it again. Trevor Lawrence is coming to light. ETN and all these receivers and Evan Ingram came into last year on their defense as well. I think Jags win big just because the Colts are just a whole mess right now. So would you rather have Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence for the next? Oh, Joe Burrow one hundred percent, but Okay, but I mean, is Trevor it close? Lawrence is about no, not right now. Could be, but I don't know, man. It might I mean, be close. I don't have any dog in this. I don't have any dog in this fight. Listen, the 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 talent I have seen out of Trevor Lawrence over in the latter half of last season and in the playoff game, keep in mind he has won a playoff game. That's not something that you just kind of ignore. They are both very talented quarterbacks, and I think the difference isn't going to be that big by the end of this season. That's all I'm going to say. Especially with and I assume, especially with Calvin Ridley. Yeah, and you have the Jaguars running as well versus Colts. Yes. Yeah. All right. I think the Colts are kind of a mess right now. Jim Irsay is actively trying to drive away. Did you see he was he was? Oh my gosh! He spent it was twenty million dollars donation to try and get that whale. Like out of captivity yeah, and give that money to Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. I get that he had a bad year last year, but like yeah, the whole man. team stunk last year. It wasn't just Jonathan Taylor. Like so, yeah, but... they had freaking Saturday as their coach. Like bro, like did Jonathan Taylor? I don't care. I think he will have a bounce back year. It may not be as good as two years ago, but I think he'll be better than he was last year if he get, if he gets on the field. And that's completely up to the, the Colts at this point. They had Matty Ice at quarterback. Yeah. And then they swapped him for Sam Ellinger. Oh my gosh, that was that was a sad season. Sorry, Indianapolis. All right. Uh 49ers Steelers. Um I have the 49ers winning this one. Uh I think that the 49ers are situated to be or kind of get like maintain their maintain their spot as one of the best teams in the NFL and who knows if they're going to be able to kind of unlock the door um, past their hard stuck playoff position. Um, and I think being at Pittsburgh is going to make it a little bit difficult for Brock Purdy because I'm assuming he's going to be the starter. He's healthy. And from every indication, it seems that Trey Lance is struggling in camp and he's not even getting like first team reps um in many occasions so i'm I, i'm fully expecting brock Purdy to start i think minka fitzpatrick is going to make this job difficult for purdy the steelers defense are always scrappy i know that's just a term i use a lot with defenses that are just sneakily good but i think that it's not going to be a very warm welcome i think it will be close i think it will i kenny pickett did have a decent – he actually was stringing together a lot of, like, pretty great 
showings um, towards the end of the season. I think that they'll be able to stay in it, but I think they, the 49ers win this by about like by seven. Um, and I think just the one thing that we do learn is that Kenny Pickett can keep pace. Um, who really knows what that means? It may not be enough to stay in pace in the AFC North, but I think he can just, he, he's going to be able to tough it out as much as I want to dislike and root against him. Yeah. I think this game, it kind of, it's, it's starting to feel like it's going to be a lot like the 49ers week one game last year, where it was a scrappy game, defensive battle versus the bears of 49ers. The weather played a lot in that game. I don't know who knows what the weather's going to be like in Pittsburgh, but I think both these defenses are just so good. It, like, this will be like a 17-13-14-10 ball game. Like, it'll be like it'll be low scoring in one possession the whole time. And, and I, at the end of the day, I think the Four Nines are one again. But again, both these defenses are outstanding. So I think it will be the defense will be the real topic in this game. It'll be. be it would just be a defensive battle for sure. I don't see many points being scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do have the 49ers coming out on top. Yeah. All right. The next game we got are uh, Titans versus Saints. And I think this game's going to be a good one because on one side we got Tennessee where they got a whole bunch of weapons except a QB right now. I mean, we don't know. I, I assume it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. It's looking like that way. Do they want? Do you want Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback? And then on the other side, Kamara's out for three games. Yep. Still unclear if they're going to get Kareem Hunt. You got Jamal Williams back there, and then they got Michael Thomas back and Olave, and then their defense. Both these defenses are average. I don't know what happened there. Okay, <laughs> both defenses are like in the like middle of the league. And I think uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with the saints in this game because of, I like their quarterback situation better than Tennessee's. Now, Derrick Henry can win a lot of football games for Tennessee, but I think we start seeing him falling down in the rankings this year. I'm not saying like he's going to tumble. I think this is like, the start of where he starts to not be as good and dominant. We kind of saw it last year because he was fumbling a lot last year. Like, people were learning how to rip the ball from him. So, like, it's going to continue to go like that. And I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I think the Saints won a close one. And, yeah, I just got the Saints on top. I actually think the Titans will win this one. I I think that people have really soured on Ryan Tannehill. I mean, because they've given them, he's given them good reason. But I think he's still like a pretty decent quarterback. Like Ryan Tannehill is, he's not bottom five. He's, I think he's right up in there with Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr at this point might even be a little bit overrated with the way that people have been reacting to his coming to New Orleans. Like I I think he's definitely not the, he doesn't definitely doesn't plug the hole that you've been seeing in the Saints franchise for like a, decent quarterback since Breeze. He's a real bad interception problem. Um, not great accuracy. Um, 
I mean, he's he will be better. He will be better than Jameis. Um, he, he'll probably be better than Taysom Hill, even <laughs> since he plays both positions. But I, I really do see the Titans winning out this game. I think Derrick Henry, your point about him getting old is really true. He did have some issues holding the ball last season, but I think that he's that's not going to show in these early games. I think he's going to continue to be dominant. Um, the Saints defense is going to give him trouble, but I think with the newly acquired DeAndre Hopkins, I think that they're if they can lean on him a little bit more, and if they can, if this Tennessee offense is going to look a little bit more defense and pivot towards a more pass-oriented play action um, offense, where you're you're holding the ball for a little bit longer, you're going to get looks. I think that I think that you can kind of start to start to see the you can start to see Tannehill develop, and I think you'll really start to get more prolonged drives. Um, so I think they come out, but I, I think it's close, like you said. Yeah, I think that game's it's a toss-up, kind of. It's a, a very even yeah. game. All right, so Raiders versus Broncos brings us to the next next one. And I I actually have the Broncos coming out um, this one, despite the... Raiders having the more, I guess, like top-heavy offense. Um, the reason behind this is mainly the acquisition of Sean Payton. Um, I think that, I mean, he's a, he's a great coach. He's going to take what was one of the worst coaching situations last year with Nathaniel Hackett and really turn it into something where Russell Wilson, we can plan around Russell Wilson not being the Russell Wilson of the back of of the old times, I think that they're going to develop a decent regiment around him. One of the main scary things about the Broncos, though, is that their offensive line let up the most sacks in the of the entire league um, last season, but they improved that with getting McGlinchey. Um, so I think that they're definitely going to look a little bit better. And then I just think that the this Broncos defense is a little bit more spread out in their capabilities. Uh, they have, I mean, Patrick Sertan, I think is really going to take a leap here. And I mean, he's already up there, but I think that I don't think he'll get killed, narrow the gap considerably between sauce and him, but I think he's definitely going to be within a fighting distance. Um, I, I think the Broncos win this by 10, just because a dominant defense, a more dominant, I guess a better defense is a better word for that. And then, Improved offensive line and improving coaching situation all adds up to I think a ten point win in an absent in a in a Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo run offense. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about the Broncos last year is they had the team to win, and they just flat out didn't. They what do you mean win? Like you they had they had the team to be a competitive team or yeah, I mean they had yeah. they had Russell Wilson, they had Sutton, Judy, and all Judy, them, and yeah. they had. They had a great defense. The coaching was just awful. And I think Sean Payton turns that around. And I agree that the Broncos win. But one of those reasons also, I don't think Jimmy G is the answer in Vegas. They got Josh Jacobs, but like, did they? It feels like they downgraded from Derek Carr to Jimmy G. It doesn't, they didn't really get an upgrade. And I did, they were paying him a lot of money. So, I mean, he better perform. I just don't think he will. So that I, Josh Jacobs and the rest of the offense was, I mean, they got Devontae Adams too. So 
you never know, but I, at the end of the day, I trust Sean Payton, and I think these Broncos will win this game, and then who knows how the rest of the season will, will go, but I think they win week one. Mm-hmm. All right. The, well, now let's go into the four o'clock slates. And um, my the first game that we're going to talk about is Eagles versus Patriots. And this season is Jalen Hurts' revenge season. He, I I think he's him and the whole Eagles, the whole Eagles fan base really is still salty about that holding call. <laughs> and I mean, Hurts looked it really consistent. good. Yeah, Hurts looked really good in the Super Bowl, and I don't see what I think he'll he'll continue to get better. He'll continue to improve. This offense is very explosive, and uh, now. The thing that's going to be interesting is the Eagles had a very good defense last year, but they lost some pieces in that defense. I mean, they lost mm-hmm. uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson and others. So I think the Patriots will keep this closer than people think. I don't like. I don't think it'll be a blowout like it. It should like it would have been last year, but I think Patriots keep it close for a half, maybe even three quarters. Then the Eagles start pulling away. But I think. Jalen Hurts is on a war path to get back to that big game, and they will find a way to win. They will, and they will. Like I said, the Patriots, Mac Jones, and their defense is serviceable, so they'll find a way to scrap for a little bit. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, you can't deny him. So yeah, I I think that the Eagles are definitely going to win, but I I disagree in like the, the magnitude of. I think they will blaze a path through Foxborough. Like I think they're. They're coming out the gate, and it's going to be this dominant performance of we're here. We want what we what we want what we were promised last season, and I think there is kind of like this like resentment um, towards. I mean, obviously the Chiefs, but like the league. Um, I think they really want to they want really want to punch their card and let them know let the league know they're here. Um, in terms of personnel, I like Gonzalez. I like. Gonzalez, I think the Patriots got a really crazy steal on him. Um, and it was the right pick for them to make. Uh, I, just, I, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be prepared to to compete against a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, and I just think that the the A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, and Hurts connection is just going to develop even more. Like, it, it's going to be even more fleshed out than it was last season. And you practically had two wide receiver ones on that team. So, yeah. I, you're not crazy for saying that. I mean, a, a Belichick coach defense is has notoriety for a reason. But I think the Eagles are just dominant enough to go through and beat the Patriots in every facet of the game at home. Sorry, at, at the Patriots yeah. at home. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you for it though. I, I mean, I just have faith in the. I have faith in the Eagles. I think they're dogs. Yeah, and I mean, I see what you're saying about how the Jalen. I mean, this offense can blow him out of the water, but I've seen Bill Belichick enough to the point where I know he can be scrappy, and he won't go down without a fight. I th- I think that's what he's shown these past twenty years. He's been in the league, but. Yeah, I I do get what you're saying about how the Eagles could, because this can either 
this can legit be a 70 to nothing game if the Eagles want it to be, or it could be a 28-14, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it really just, it depends. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's good argument for both sides of this. Yeah. All right, that leads me to Rams versus Seahawks. Um, and I think Seattle does come out with the win on this one. Um, uh, Geno Smith has proven that he is the quarterback to, I guess, to be in in Seattle. And I'm before I get on to this player, I'm let me just state that I'm so happy that Pittsburgh didn't take him. And that, of course, is Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's the first person I've ever bought a college jersey for on my own accord. I love Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I hate Notre Dame for what they did to him in that game, in the first game last season where they hit them with that dirty hit. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba isn't going to, his impact's not going to be immediately felt during this game, but I think he's going to get a couple looks where you're just going to be, you're going to be able to say, like, that dude's nice. And you're going to be able to see him, although he's probably going to be used in the slot. I don't, I guess I don't have any issue with him doing that because he's shown how dynamic he can be. Once he gets that ball, the yak on that man is, is, is ridiculous. So I could see, I, you could see him develop like something similar to like a Debo Samuel where you just get him the ball as soon as you can. And then just see what you can do with it. If the ball is in, in Smith and Jacob's hands, you're going to be all right. Um, but like I said, I just don't, I don't think that's going to show during this game. I just think that the, the position that the Rams are in right now with a coach that we're like, not even sure wants to be around like for the next couple of years, because like he, he's considering retirement at least for a little bit. Um, and I mean, Cooper cup has had some injury issues and Matt Stafford, like had like, a weird baseball injury last season. I just think he's always getting injured. The Rams got what they wanted and they did it. Like they, 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 I guess they sold the house. And I think that this is just the reality that they have to live in until they can enter into a spot where they're competitive again. But I don't think that's, that's going to be moved without that's going to, that's going to materialize without, some considerable time spent sucking to put it yeah. in, in, in English. I, I do think Seattle wins this game, but I think the Rams will be better than they were last year. Last year, they, everyone in their mother got injured on that team. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think that happens again. I mean, Cooper cup, I think we'll be fine. I think Stafford will be fine. And since then, Ben has looked good enough to where I can see him coming in. But I do think the Seahawks have the team. They got a decent defense. Kenneth Walker, Geno, DK, JSN, Tyler Lockett. Kenneth Walker's a dog. Yeah, they they got a team to do something in the NFC, and I think they will. And I, I see them winning, like, a... Close game, but they end up pulling away in the end. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win either. Just, I mean, they got the best defense player in football, Aaron Donald. So, he he's a game changer, and but you never know. 
So I th- I do think the Seattle win, but I see the side of where the Rams win as well. And then for the this is the game of the week in my opinion, Dolphins versus Chargers. I mean, the I think it speaks for itself. I mean, we got two high flying offenses, very exciting offenses. We got Herbert versus Tua. We got Hill and Waddle versus Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. And now Quentin Johnson, we got Eckler, and this is going to be a fun one. I think this is like kind of like a Big 12 and college football type game, a shootout, where it's a bunch of offense, like both teams score 30-plus points. But, excuse me, the deciding factor in this game is the Chargers let everyone down in these big games, and I am simply going to pick the Dolphins This is based on the fact that I can't trust the Chargers to win anything at this point because they blow it every every big game they have. And I think Tua in the, this Dolphins offense will be the last team with the ball and the last team to win it. Yeah, I think that as much as I want the Chargers to win and I want Justin Herbert to come in and, like – this is I'm like a tortured Justin Herbert fan. This is it's always so hard because he he can he has teleportation powers with the football and it, it doesn't do any like he his, he's never put in a position where he can win. I I mean I will say that that playoff loss was super embarrassing. So embarrassing. Like I, it's it can't be overstated. Like some of the playoff, some of the the wins we saw last, the comebacks we saw last season were crazy. I think that that's almost worse than the than the Vikings game, the Vikings oh, came it, back against the Colts. The, like, yeah, it, the Chargers game was uh a lot worse because I mean it was about the same amount of points, and that was in the playoffs. Like, yeah. how are you? You blew a twenty-seven zero lead in the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's Staley, awful. Staley's just not that dude. I. I, I don't like Brandon Steele. He makes some crazy decisions. He gave me hope in my heart when the Browns played him last season because he went for it on fourth instead of punting, and we stopped him. And then Cade York, chief bag seller, came and missed that. But that was an awful decision, and I just don't think he is capable of leading this team to a deep playoff run. Um, I think that the Vic Fangio hire is really going to – light a fire underneath the Dolphins defense. I mean, um, I don't know how it will look like if it was like, if it will look any different from when they had Brian Flores, but I think it's a good decision they have. I am sad that they're missing out on Jalen Ramsey now late into until late in the season. But I do think that the, the Dolphins end up winning this one. Although I, I have bought into the, the belief that the Dolphins aren't going to make aren't going to be a, a good team this year. I think this is one of their very few wins. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Packers versus Bears. This is always a fun one. A lot of a lot of. I mean, this is like one of the the biggest rivalries in the NFL, if not the biggest. I'm sure if you live in Midwest, it's like not really. I mean, kind of like. It's just in the obviously in the Minnesota Illinois area, this is like the quintessential rivalry. Um, Packers Bears. I do think the Packers end up taking this one. I don't think 
that the spell is going to be reversed. I think that Jordan Love is that guy. Like, I think he's actually kind of, he's established. Old take. If you're sitting under, if you're sitting under Aaron Rodgers for a decent considerable amount of time, I don't think he's like going to be, um, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be like competing with like Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's definitely going to be better than like, he's certainly going to be better than Sam Howell. I think he's going to be better. I think he will be better at least equally as capable as Kenny Pickett. I think, and I also think that with this young offense, like it, they have potential that's kind of hidden under the surface. Like you have Romeo Dobbs, who is pretty great as a wide receiver too. And then Christian Watson, who was electric and kind of helped to like, <laughs> after that first drop and kind of Aaron Rodgers just get him in the run around, like on whether or not like he is going to be even playing football anymore. I think that Christian Watson kind of was shoved into the league and he started to swim on his own. I think he's going to be great, a great weapon for Jordan Love to have. Um, I think Fields does heat up. I think this is Fields' real debut. I just don't think that he's going to be able to produce in the way that is necessary against a team that has had their number for so long. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that the DJ Moore acquisition is going to prove to be as dynamic as so, as so many pe- as so many people will think. It's going to be the best wide receiver he's been working with for a really long time, but I don't think that at this at least at least this point in the season, the connection between Fields and DJ Moore is going to be super automatic. So I just don't think they have it all figured out yet, and I think that Jordan Love is going to be able to produce. Uh my take on the Bears Packer games, I do agree, and I think Green Bay is going to find a way to win. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on Jared Love. I think he'll be good enough to win this game. It'll take him a little bit to warm up in the NFL, but like, yeah, Justin Fields, he'll, it'll take him a second to warm up and everything. And uh, I think the Packers have enough around them to be able to win this game because the Bears are still lacking those spots. That's just my take on it. The rebuild is not done. The rebuild is not over, Chicago. I'm sorry. Next up, we got our uh, primetime games. We got our Sunday night and uh, Monday night. I'm going to start off with the Giants versus Cowboys. And, I mean, NFCs, that's going to be another interesting division. It's another two playoff teams from a year ago. We got, I mean, Giants, Cowboys. You don't really need to say much about the rivalry there. They they don't like each other. Um, I mean, these two teams, they got the Cowboys have Cowboys and Giants. They got good enough defenses where they can hold. And I just see it very similar, which a lot of these games are this week. It's down to the quarterbacks versus Daniel Jones versus Dak. And the reason I'm leaning Cowboys is because I like Dak more than Daniel Jones. Now, I don't like Dak that much as a QB in the league, but I think he is better than Daniel Jones, and I think Daniel Jones got paid a lot of money for no reason at all because, I mean, he's just a game manager. It is pretty crazy. That's another conversation, though. But, like, at the end of the day, like like, Saquon Barkley couldn't get paid, but Daniel Jones could, like – that's just the way this league is, but 
I I have more faith in Dak, and I think they win a close one. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I just I look at the quarterbacks and Dak's one step above Daniel Jones. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think you need to limit it down to just the quarterback. So I think you can. I think you can definitely um, looking at their defense. You do have a. You do have some decent young talent. I like. I liked Kayvon Thibodeau last season. I mean, he he wasn't as dominant as some of the other young talent. As much as I personally have a distaste for Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson did outperform him as did sauce Gardner. Um, but I think he has potential. I think he, I think he can really solidify himself during this season. Um, the defensive pieces are really just unparalleled though. Like Micah Parsons, ridiculous. Like he, I, yeah, what, what more dog. can be said about Micah Parsons? And now you're adding Stefan Gilmore into the mix. Who I is, forgot about that. Yeah. Who is going to be great at playing man on these wide receivers who really don't have much, don't really have much to their name. I mean, like if you have like Stefan Gilmore on Sterling Shepard, man, it's a wrap. Like you just can't do anything about it. So, I mean, Dalen Jones can run. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a like a top three running back in the league right now. I would I would say, but even then you have Tony Pollard who is an incredibly dominant player as well, who we really haven't been able to see with the weights off his with the weights off his ankles yet. So I'm I'm really excited to see how the Cowboys do this season. I think I mean you have heard the rumblings of it's like it's our it's our season again. I mean I don't. I, I'm not. They say I'm that not gonna, every year. I know, right? Like, I'm not taking. I'm definitely not going to get fooled into that. But like, I just really like it. I mean, of course, you have C.D. Lamb, who is kind of at like the apex of his career and has only been getting better. So, I think on both sides of the ball, the Cowboys just haven't beat. But when you, I don't know, man. Brian Dable, he's going to find a way to keep it close. So I, as yeah. much as I, as much as I like the Giants and I like Brian Dable, I, I do think that the Cowboys win this one out. All right. And then Bill's Jets. Um I actually this this you might have you might like uh Dolphins Chargers, but this is my personal favorite of this week. Like Bills, I think this is gonna be the most exciting game in terms of like I I I almost think that it's like to a lesser extent the kind of like the Lions um Chiefs game because I mean the Jets went to being like really really bad with Zach Wilson to now being potentially amazing and now you're going up against this team who has been amazing and who is starting to show like weaknesses or like like areas of exposure in their armor um so I'm going to actually take the Jets on this one. I think I think the Jets come home with this. I do think that this Dalvin Cook it like deal is going to happen. I think that they're going to find a way to bring him in. Um and I just really think that the Wilson Rogers connection cannot be will not be able to be overstated how effective it really is. I think he's trying to turn like he he's he has this idea of who he wants Garrett Wilson to be and I think Garrett Wilson has the capacity to exceed in every single pat like every single Every single box that Rodgers wants to check, I think that Garrett Wilson can do that. So 
I'm really excited for this. Um, and then again, I just don't trust Josh Allen against arguably the best corner duo in all of the NFL right now in Sauce Gardner. Um, well, mainly person mainly personified in Sauce Gardner, but I just don't trust him against that cornerback room. Um, we've seen Josh Allen struggle with interceptions, and I know the bill the Bills, the Josh Allen defenders are going to come at me for this one. Your dude throws the ball to the other team way too much. It's that's just the truth. It it's just that's you can't. You have if if Josh Allen wants to develop more as a player, he has to get better with his decision making, and you can't make those. It's your first game out of the gate, and you're against this young stud who will embarrass you if you give him the opportunity to. And I think Josh Allen will just give him that many too too many of those opportunities. So when you have a team that's impo- basically impossible to find the holes in them against one that has consistently over the later ends of the year shown that they can be beaten. I, I think the Jets take this one. All right. I'm I'm gonna give you my full take on it. Um obviously the new look Jets this year, they got a QB. They had pretty much everything else last year, and the QB was the position that held them back. And they went out and pro and got a, the an MVP type quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> And they have obviously have a lot of hype around them. But I'm comparing this game to the Broncos and Seahawks game last year. And I'm like just like in the levels like Russell Wilson, he was going on the road. I don't are going on the Monday night football with a new team, brand new coach, and they ended up falling short. I I think it's gonna be very similar because the Bills have proven they can win games. Mm-hmm. Now what now, even if you you're not a you're you're a Josh Allen hater, I would call you. But like, uh, you yeah, they can win games. We know that for sure. And these Jets, I think it's gonna be similar, like a feeling out process, like kind of like how the Bronx, Broncos even had, even though they didn't like end up ever winning. It, it felt like that first game was a feeling out process. I think that's what happens this time. And just because of that, I I have the Bills, but like. I think this Jets team will be good. I just don't see him winning this first game mm-hmm. altogether. I think the Bills will prove that. Hey, we we still here because a lot a lot of people are counting them out. At, um, in the AFC race, I'm not counting them out. I mean, Josh Allen is still like a top. I don't know. I put him at like five quarterback. Like that might be a hot take, but like I don't. I don't I'm not like super high on him, but they do have they do have um stuff on Diggs. I mean Diggs is a, a amazing dog. amazing playmaker. So I mean if you have him, he's gonna be able to make those contested catches in many a case. Um I just if I'm gonna have to come down on either of these cores, I'm taking I'm taking sauce. But I think it will be close. Like I think yeah. I I think it will be a a pretty awesome game. Like I will be glued to my couch. I'm I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, not, I I'm not wait. leaving. My butt is not coming off that seat during that game. I'm just, I'm excited to see Garrett Wilson and Ohio State stud just really go off, and I, I'm excited for this connection. What were you saying? Yeah, I 
this I agree that this and the Dolphins Chargers game were gonna be the best two games, and I'm gonna be watching both of them. This like Aaron Rodgers and the new team. This doesn't like it's kind of like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Like this is gonna be strange because he's been on one team his whole career, but like, and who knows if he'll win a shit uh Super Bowl? But yeah, I just I can't go against something that I already know and that the Bills know how to win games. At the end of the day, that's just who I got. <clears throat> All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening um, to our first episode. We're super excited to be here and we're just, we're excited to be riding out this season with you. Let us know if there's anything that you violently disagree about. Um, I'm sure that we've said a bunch of things that we'll probably regret going on (laughs) into the season, but we uh, we're about as well equipped as you are in terms of, understanding the craziness that is going to befall us this season. So we're super excited that you chose to be along the ride with us and we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you for week two. Boom.